Hey, everyone. Welcome to Bible and Breakfast. Really excited to have our guest with us today, Trey Demps. Uh, Trey is a former basketball player at Northwestern University in Chicago. Uh, he just got done playing overseas for several years, and he's currently a, a college basketball analyst for the Big Ten Network. Uh, Trey, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us today. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so, you know, I, I got connected with Trey uh, through some of my good friends, Kyle McVeigh and, and Tag Glibert. And, you know, he's just a, a solid man of faith, a guy who, you know, loves basketball but loves Jesus more. And uh, really excited for him to kind of share some uh, some of his testimony with you today and, and that you guys can be encouraged by it. But, you know, Trey, obviously, you know, we just talked about faith. Can you share a little bit about your story, maybe how you came to know Jesus um, and just kind of how that faith has impacted you uh, throughout your life? Yeah, so... Um... You know, my, my background in general is I came from a basketball home. Uh, my dad played in the NBA, worked in the NBA. Um, so from the time I could remember, I was always around the game. And so th because of that, you know, it encompassed my life. It defined who I was as a person. Um, I quickly f uh, fell in love with the game, um, started playing at a young age, uh, you know, was around NBA players, NBA teams, NBA coaches from a young age. So it, it was it was my lifestyle. It was it was it was kind of ingrained into me. Um, but around high school, you know, it started to get unhealthy, you know, just kind of an unhealthy obsession of basketball. And, you know, all, all that, you know, all the goals and dreams and things that I wanted to accomplish and playing in the NBA and you know, playing high, high level D1 basketball. And so, um, you know, I didn't really have a um, relationship with the Lord or I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. I, I had a friend, one of my best friends in high school um, was a Christian and was on the basketball team with me, would tell me about Christ. But I kind of like pushed it off and was like, you know, that, that sounds cool, but that's not for me. That Jesus thing is not for me. And so uh, when I got to Northwestern, uh, I was fortunate enough to get a full ride there. Um, you know, I, I actually sustained a, a shoulder injury uh, right before the season, tried to play through it, um, ended up not being as effective. Um, also, kind of the system, the Princeton offense was hard for me to pick up as well. So, you know, things really started roughly at my time at Northwestern and, you uh, you know, ended up, you know, getting benched and not playing and getting shoulder surgery. And so during that time, you know, I kind of realized like all the work that I put in and, you know, everything that I did leading up to that to get that result, like this can't be what life is all about, you know. And even up until that point in high school, I didn't feel satisfied. I didn't feel fulfilled uh, putting my my hope and identity in, uh, in a game uh, that would eventually end, which it has now. Uh, so, you know, that I, I started to go to, um, you know, athletes in action just to kind of get a, just a different worldview, a different perspective and, you know, just seeing the, the, the beauty of, of Christ and the gospel and that, uh, you know, God's love for me, you know, really, you know, it really changed because it, it, it was something that was eternal. It was something that I could put my I could I could put my stake in the ground and say I can I can stand on this and so um, you know that that was kind of the turning point kind of midway through my freshman year of college gave my life to Christ um, 
you know, got really plugged in with Athletes in Action, uh, was discipled by um, some great people. I actually had a teammate that came the following year who was a who's still one of my good friends today, Jared Swapshire, who I played with that transferred from Louisville. That was a great example and discipled me. Uh, Jamie Borchick, the guy that was uh, that's on staff here at uh, Northwestern to this day at Athletes in Action. And so just those guys pouring into me, you know, going over scripture with me, praying with me, walking through with me. That was kind of like, you know, that that, that was the kind of like 2011, 2012. That was kind of the, the moment that I, I decided, you know, that I wanted to live for, live for Christ. Yeah. And obviously you talked about, you know, you, you were finding your identity in basketball. You were wrapped up in that. You wanted to make it to the highest level and it was not fulfilling, especially when you got hurt. You couldn't play. It's like, what, man, what is this life? Right. What were, you know, after you came to know Jesus and you had these men pouring into you and you, you know, you really started experiencing that love like you talked about, was it, you know, could you sense a difference in every aspect? Like immediately, were you feeling like, man, my, my game, I, I play with more joy. Was it, man, I'm, I'm able to have healthy relationships or was this something that kind of over time, you know, transpired and, and you just realized, man, this is, I like how this is where it's going. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I always, you know, one of the, the guys that uh, discipled me, you know, one of the things like, it, it's like when you become a Christian, it's like you have a cup of milk and then the, the Holy Spirit is the chocolate milk. But as you grow, you got to stir the milk. Like if you just pour chocolate into the milk right away, it still kind of tastes like milk. And so that's how I kind of would characterize my first couple years. It was, you know it was a sanctification process of like really dying to myself, you know, going through more hard times. Uh, my, my, my next year, you know, wasn't much easier to be honest. Um, you know, my, my red shirt freshman year and, you know, God, God kind of had to do that to me. You know, he had to kind of make things difficult for me to, to really give myself to him, uh, in, in its entirety, you know, to, to try to to in, in its entirety. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it was it was it was tough because, you know, it's you can't erase the previous even though you become a new creation, you don't erase the previous, you know, 20, 15, 20 years of that point of being in the basketball world and that kind of being ingrained into who you are. You know, you, it's, it's a sanctification process. So it was de- it definitely you know, it took some time to, you know, realize I didn't have to work out every second or, you know, I didn't have to, you know, be so down if I played bad or, you know, like those things took time. You know, it, it was it was a growing process and, and, and God was patient with me through it. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, one of the next things I want to ask you is how it changed your mentality and your approach on a day to day basis. And obviously, you know, you realize basketball you didn't have to live it you didn't have to work out feel like you had to be in the gym 24 7 but what, mm-hmm. was there a, a night and day difference between your approach and mentality before and after experiencing the love of Jesus yeah I mean overall I think uh there was there was even as you know I was that there was you know when you when you have a chance to 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 meditate and pray and think about kind of your the, the bigger, greater purpose of life, right? You you have a, a sense of peace, you know, if things don't go as planned or if you don't do as well on the court as a player, right? So like if I if I have a bad game, 
obviously there's disappointment. And I think God is okay with the with a certain level of disappointment and, and wanting to succeed and do well. But at the same time, I'm more than that. You know, my 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 identity is far greater than that. You know, I'm I'm loved, I'm I'm his child. Um, you know, I have God is calling me to more to do more things than to just to be a good basketball player. So when you put all those things into perspective, you know, as a child of God, you know, God being your parent and, you know, all the other things that he's called you to do, you know, it, when you when you have time to kind of settle down and calm down, it kind of like, you know, it just it, it made things a lot easier and gave me a peace of mind. Like, you know, this is not my home. God has called me to a mission. You know, part of that is playing at that time, but part of it is is not. And there's there's other things. So, yeah, for sure. It definitely it definitely changed the mentality. Definitely. And, you know, going from, a, you know, being a player, both in college and professionally and now transitioning into your new venture, which is, you know, Big Ten Network doing analysts for uh, for games and just talking about basketball. Is there a is there a difference or a change that you've seen just with your your time, your time management, your preparation, or is it very similar to what you did as a player? You know, I, from from a from a transitional standpoint, um, the thing that I love about being an analyst is how much it uh, is synonymous to being a player. Um, the preparation, the um, you know, the watching film, the studying others, you know, everything, diet even, like if you have a, if you don't eat right, you know, you're not going to be able to think as clearly. If you don't drink enough water, you're not going to be able to, you know, it's like those things, you know, kind of the process is very much the same um, from being a uh, player. And so that's, that's one of the things I do really enjoy about it um, because it is it, made the transition from playing to, you know, not playing a lot easier. Um, and from a spiritual side as well, just being dependent upon the Lord, um, you know, asking him for strength, asking for him for guidance. You know, there's days where I don't get enough sleep and I'm like, Lord, please, 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 you know, don't help me not to mess up on TV, you know? So it's like just that dependency as well is still there. Um, and just seeing him move through me and, uh, you know, be able to, you know, grow each day, you know, it's, it's also uh, kind of been the same process with the Lord as well. So I'm, I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. And I know one of those reasons you're probably not sleeping well is because I know you're, you're a dad to how many kids? I got two under two and I got a, a five-year-old. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that definitely doesn't help the sleep scenario, but how is it, you know, balancing being a, a husband, a father, and obviously doing the countless hours of work you're doing for your job, you know, how do you balance that? And what are some things that, that God's teaching you through, you know, this whole thing, being a dad, being a husband and, and doing your best at your job? Well, I think, I mean, the first thing is just, you know, uh, serving your wife, you know, like un making sure that she's okay, you know, uh, treating her as Christ uh, did the church you know, I think that's that's huge, you know, because that's the second most important relationship in that you have outside of, you know, with God uh, that God calls us to have. So I think that that um, and with that, the thing that I realized is that having constant communication about schedules, you know, when you have three kids, you know, everything has to be 
scheduled and planned. You know, you can't kind of just go do your own thing um, randomly. Um, you know, th- things come up at times, but, you know, you can't just do your own thing randomly. And, um, you know, that I would say that 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 would be kind of the biggest thing uh, that in terms of balancing work life schedule is that, you know, you have to be aware of, of what she needs and, and, your, and your kids as well and your kids as well, making sure that you have time for them and just kind of have setting those weekly schedules. Yeah, no, I think that's great. It, it is so, you know, I know even just being a coach, you're, you're just constantly trying to figure that out, figure out the schedules. Your kids are in basketball, karate, ice skating. Your wife has these appointments. You obviously are constantly on the road, do different things. And so having that schedule and communication is, is really huge. So appreciate you sharing that. Right. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit just about the basketball season now. Talk about the Big Ten in general. Has there been any any surprises or anything that stood out to you that maybe you weren't expecting coming into the season that now you're looking back on it like, man, I, I can't believe that's happening or I can't believe this team did that or this player did that? You know, I would say the one team that stands out right now is the Rutgers team. Um, just how much – like I, I had them getting six wins on the year. I just didn't – I thought the loss of Jacob Young would be really significant for them. Um especially for a team that struggles with shooting and scoring. And so, you know, to see them have the success that they're having, um, the emergence of their big man, Cliff Amore, has been huge as well. Paul Mulcahy's play as of late, I mean, he's playing out of his mind. You know, that's something I don't think anybody really expected, you know, for them to be such a threat. You know, I think right now they're – you know, some people have them in the tournament, some people have them out of the tournament. But uh, to me, it's like, you know, they weren't healthy when they were losing some of their games early on. Geo Baker was not playing. So I think that that's kind of the team uh, from a positive standpoint that surprised me. I would say from a negative, probably Maryland. Um, you know, obviously, Turge uh, leaving didn't help. And, you know, but I thought maybe with their point guard, Fats Russell, who's a very talented player alongside Eric Ayala. I thought that would have been a more dynamic backcourt, and it still has been at times. But, uh, you know, for them to be 3-11, and 11, I don't think people uh, expected that. Yeah, no doubt. And I think you're right on with that Rutgers thing, too. I know my uh, my fellow assistant coach here at Stetson, Jonathan Mitchell, who's a, a Rutgers great, he'll love that you said Rutgers because he's a, he's a big – big fans still. And they had that big win the other night. And I think if they, you know, at Wisconsin and now if, if they can pull this one off tonight, I think they could put them potentially in the top 25 and maybe uh, really help those, those tournament hopes. But um, yeah, no question. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're a top 25 talent for sure. team as Definitely. of right now. Definitely. Who do you think wins the regular season in the big 10? Who comes out on top regular season? You know, I, I think Illinois will get it, even though I believe Purdue is a better team. Um, Purdue just has a lot of lapses on the defensive end. Um, so, you know, if you're not shooting the ball well, and you're not, you're not guarding, I think it could be, it could be definitely, you could, you could slip up some games, which they have, you know, Michigan, they lost, you know, where they're not defending and they're not making shots. So you're going to lose no matter how talented you are. Um, so, yeah, I, I would go Illinois. I, I just think that even though they lost twice to Purdue, I think they're the most stable team, and I, I don't see them losing 
I, I know they play records tonight, but I don't see them really losing maybe more than one game for the rest of the, the conference play. Yeah. So last two, who, who do you think it's player of the year and who do you think can make the biggest splash in the NCAA tournament? That's a great two good questions. I, I think Kofi's the player of the year. Um, you know, it's tough because Johnny Davis, obviously, um, I, I thought, you know, there was a four or five game span. He really didn't shoot the ball well. Um, you know, so I think that for player of the year, that kind of hurts you, you know, over the 20 game span of five games. You, I think he was shooting like in the 20s, 20 percentile. So, you know, I, I, w- I would go with Kofi just because he's been more consistent. Uh, you know, Illinois is at the top of the Big Ten right now. Um, you know, I, I think Kofi's the best player in the country, actually, um, just in terms of his efficiency, the numbers, the the dominance, everything. You put up, put the whole thing together. Um, I'm trying to think. So you said who's who could go, oh, who could go far? Yeah, who make the biggest now, splash? Because, see, like a splash to me means like uh, like a team that can maybe surprise some people. Because, I mean, we expect Purdue, Illinois – um, maybe Ohio State to, uh, you know, go far. But the team that I think that that could really surprise some people in the tournament is Iowa. Um, I think Jordan Bohannon is playing a, a lot better. Um, I feel like he wasn't engaged after he broke the three-point record, and I feel like he's changed that and he's been more engaged. They put him at the point. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey's been playing incredible as of late. Um, being that kind of third scorer <clears throat> for them. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, they're, they're small. You know, they don't have a lot of size, but I think that's kind of the team that I could see, you know, as a as an eight seed maybe upsetting a one seed, upsetting a, uh, a Kansas or a, I'm trying to think, or a Duke. You know, if you get a Duke, I, I, like, I like that matchup for Iowa. They have to go up against a team like Duke. So, that would be the one team that I think that um, that that could surprise some folks. Yeah, no, I think you're right on with that. And, you know, it's an exciting time of year. Obviously, man, the, the Big Ten just beats up on each other night in and night yeah. out. You, you experience that firsthand. And, I mean, it's it seems like a new team is at number one every every other day. Um, right. His teams keep losing to each other. And it's going to be a fun tournament, fun, you know, NCAA tournament especially. And we'll see how everyone goes. But, uh, Trey, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your faith and your walk with Christ and, and talking a little bit about basketball. I uh, really appreciate you spending that time with us. I appreciate you having me, man. It was a ton of fun.